And we are back. Hello and welcome to uh, Federal Workers Comp Copyright Podcast with your host, Dr. Taylor. I got one that most people have never heard of. This is uh, information that's relatively new. A lot of new changes. It's always been around, but the e-comp portion of it. So this is number three of our e-comp three-part series. Um, so we're going to talk about e-comp entities and how to register a designated person as an entity. So as usual, you want to get your coffee cup going and you want to get your uh, notebooks out and we will uh, get started. As we always talk about when we do this, uh, a little introduction about who we are. We're a Federal Workers Comp Coffee Break Podcast. It is a um, short form podcast where we discuss all sorts of topics related to OWCP and FECA and DOL, Longshore, Maritime, Department of Energy, DOD, any other types of federal workers' compensation. In this short coffee break format, what I like to try to do is discuss common topics related to filing an appropriate claim, rules and provisions, rights and responsibilities, cover tips on how to successfully navigate the federal workers' comp system, and help you assist with your claim. So, as we dive into ECOMP Part 3, how to designate an entity um, in ECOMP, let's get our coffee going. And let's get started. All right, so first things that we want to talk about is there was a circular that got put out at the end of 2021, around November, December. Um, I think it was number 2201. It was a circular that was talking about how to kind of go from the older system of designation of who is an entity recognized to view your case and case files uh, to how to designate an entity uh, in the ECOMP, the Employee Compensation Operations and Management Portal, we affectionately call ECOMP, into what's now called the Entity Management System. Okay, a lot to cover here, so I'm going to dive right in. First of all, the purpose of this system was to, was to develop a new component within ECOMP, the portal, the website portal, that enables registered and designated representatives to securely view your case data and all the documents associated with the OWCP case file for whatever program of FECA that you have. By the way, functionality for the Longshore program is being deployed separately. Uh, this particular podcast, we're going to talk about the ECOMP management system for federal workers' comp and OWCP and not the Longshore program. Okay, So this pertains to Federal Employee Compensation Act FECA program users. Let's give a little background. Under the FECA, a claimant who's filed a claim with the Department of Labor, Office of Workers' Comp, may authorize an individual to represent him or her in any proceeding under this subchapter 5 U.S.C. 8127A. This code of federal regulation provided that while the FECA's claims process is informal, a claimant may appoint one individual to represent his or her interests, but the appointment must be in writing. Again, that's something I wanted to harp on. 20 CFR 10.700 of the FECA Act, subsection A, says that while injured workers are not required to select a representative in order to file or process a FECA claim, they do have the option to, rep- to request a representative any time in the life of their claim, but they need to do it in writing. 
The Entity Management System is a new feature inside of eComp Portal's website that allows designated representatives such as law firms, your union rep, could be an individual attorney, just could be a family member, anybody that you want to be able to represent you and or have access to your case data and the case files that are documented now electronically on the dashboard of, of your eComp. Now, entities must first register in ECOM. So you, if you're an entity and you've been designated, if you have a lawyer, union rep, steward, friend, whoever, um, they first also have to register in ECOM. Once done, any claimant, that's you, may link an entity representative to their case file in ECOM. Now, this may be someone who has already previously agreed to representation or the claimant may request new representation directly in ECOM. If the designated representative, that lawyer or union steward or friend entity, accepts a request for representation, that person, the entity, will have the ability to view all your case information. I mean, everything from payment history, bill payment transaction, pharmacy, case files, all CA forms, anything is going to be filed electronically, and they'll be, have instant access to it without waiting for a copy through the mail, and like the old system. The claimant is not required to have representation in order to file or process a claim, and despite the ability of representatives to register an ECOMP, OWCP does not endorse any representatives or their services, nor can OWCP compel a representative to work on any claim for any claimant. Agreements regarding fees and other services are made solely between the claimant and the representative. Now, they are... They do have designees that are nurse case managers that have their own little subsection portal for uploading files into ECOM. But uh, we discussed that in our last uh, podcast. All of this is re- referenced in uh, 5 USC 8106, 8127, and 20 CFR 10.700 and 10.703 under the OWCP Procedure Manual Chapter 2, I think Section 1200. All right, so a new eComp user who wishes to create an entity will first need to create a new account, okay, and then proceed through the identity verification process. So let's walk through the steps. The new user will need to provide their date of birth and social security number, and it's only going to be provided the social security number in order to complete the identity verification process. They don't save or store your social security number after they use it that one time. Now, the new entity user, the person you designated, will be prompted to provide basic registration information. That would include your organizational name, like a law firm's name, uh, organization type, and which OWCP program they're registering with. The available entity organization types for FECA, uh, like we talked about before, law firms, attorneys, union, authorized representative, family member who who the claimant is authorized to represent them. All these people can do that. Now, the, the, whoever your designated user entity will be allowed to request a claimant's contact them prior to designating them as an entity in ECOM. So an affirmative selection will generate a prompt for the claimant to verify that they have contacted the entity prior to attempting to link with them in ECOM. But OWCP cannot enforce this contracting requirement, but you have to designate that in ECOM that you have chosen an entity and who they are. Now, prior to creating the entity account, the user, the entity user, that'd be your law firm or union steward or whoever, that user will be required to agree to the conditions of use. Now, the conditions, uh, there's a few. They have to acknowledge that the information provided is correct and that the user is assuming responsibility for the entity and will be in the entity manager. Also, the entity will be visible and selectable for assignment. 
confirm that the entity members will use the features in ecomp to view and download case file documents and will not request case file doc copy documentation from OWCP separately unless under extraordinary circumstances exist. Upon completion of that process, the entity organization will be created in ECOMP. This process is self-executing. In ECOMP, once you have developed an organization maintenance entity, that entity can have files sent directly to them through the OWCP claims examiner and caseworker or nurse case manager, depending on what kind of representation you have, like a lawyer who requests that everything goes through them. All right. Now, there's several features I want to talk about here. The entity manager can view the active users in the entity. So anybody that logs in, logs out, whether it's a district medical advisor, caseworker, yourself, or anybody, a nurse case manager, that history and that log information will be viewable to your designated entity. If additional members are invited, the entity organization must be reviewed by an OWCP program administration. A request will be sent to the administrator and the entity manager will be notified that the request is pending, the request is pending review. Administrator may reach out to the entity manager directly before denying or approving the request. So the administrative approval process will be used to help ensure that duplicate entity organizations are not inadvertently created. However, this administration review process is by no, wing, no means an endorsement. It's just a review and approval of those you've submitted. Note, now the ability to add additional members to the organization is not enabled for the entity type authorized representative since this is a single person, unlike law firm and union organizations, which may include multiple individuals. Those people, if new members are added to the entity, that means your law, let's say your lawyer has a paralegal or your union steward uh, in, has a assistant, okay? Those people can um, be added and as administrative staff to the entity manager, and they'll be prompted inside ECOM, so your designation. Now, why am I telling you this and teaching you this? Because some of you may use an entity manager uh, that's a friend, that's not really a, uh, a um, law firm, and those people don't do this all the time. Law firms, once they've done this once or twice, they know how to do it. They don't need to list this podcast. But if you're trying to help your, your friend or your union friend that doesn't do this often, that's what this podcast is for, is to understand the steps for them to be able to create a file in ECOM. Now, changing the entity's address and the entity's profile in ECOM will not update the representative address in the OWCP case file to which the entity is assigned. The mailing address in ECOMP and, and uh, IFECS are not integrated. So if the mailing address for the representative changes, that change must be submitted by the representative to OWCP outside of the entity application. Okay, and that's kind of getting in the weeds, so we're just going to move on. Um, you can also have your entity update the claimant contact preference that alerts claimant whether contact with the entity is requested prior to selection and ECOM. All right. Now, the entity manager can update the visibility configuration. There's case visibility. That's where they get full visibility of everything um, that allows the members of the entity to access and view the entire claimant's case file. Okay, That's very common with lawyers. And again, I recommend that. There's claimant visibility. This is a setting where it allows the user to choose whether the entity will be visible for selection by a claimant. The default will be set to yes, and the entity will be visible in search results, and a claimant will be able to select the entity. That's the one I recommend. 
Also, there's entity visibility. This setting allows the user to choose whether the entity will be visible to other users to request to join the entity. Again, the default here would be yes. And the entity will be visible in search results and allow other registered users to request to join the entity. If the setting is changed, no, the entity will not be shown in any search results. I don't recommend that. While the expectation is that most entities will choose to be visible uh, to other users so that they can request to join, this option is available for entities who may not wish to display in the search result all their organizations uh, that have been added. All right. Functionality of the entity, all members of the entity organization are going to have a case dashboard just like yours. So their dashboard looks very similar to your dashboard. And this dashboard lists all the cases associated with that entity. Where the claimant has designated a representative income and the representative has agreed to represent the claimant. Again, that's more of what you would see in union stewards and law firms. For each assigned case, the designated representative will be able to view all image documents in the case file and download case documents. The case file data and documents available to the representatives are the exact same as what is viewed by the claimant. So you want them to be able to mirror exactly everything you can see. Now, um, the entity member can also disassociate in any, in, in any time. You can notify your caseworker that you are no longer represented by that person and you can have them move, removed immediately. <clears throat> and also entity members can review new claimants requests that they be designated for representation. They can also review that they are no longer designated. And if the designation is desired, the representative must provide a reason and the reason will be provided by the claimant. Now, if the selection by claimant, while claimants are not required to select a representative in order to file or process their claim, they have the option to request a representative at any time during the entire life of the claim. So a claimant will be advised that designated an entity representative in ECOM does not mean that the individual or group has agreed to represent the claimant. If a claimant wants to designate a representative who is not registered in ECOM, they may continue to submit that designation in writing. Remember, we talked about this earlier, writing to OWCP in the same manner they've always have outside of ECOMP entity. Claimants who have previously designated representatives for their case file will not be required to go through the ECOMP designation process to continue representation by the same representative. But if the representative wants access to claimant's case through ECOMP, the claimant must be fully registered in ECOMP and use the process outlined below. So you and the entity both have to be fully registered in order for this process to work. There is no other alternative for the representative to gain access to ECOMP unless you're fully registered. Okay? Common problem, believe it or not, a lot of people are not registered in ECOMP. They get an attorney or they want to get a union steward and then find out that they're not being able to access their case file because they're not registered with ECOMP. So that's something that both parties have to do. For each case, you have to, if you have multiple cases, you have to select a representative. Even if it is the same representative, you still have to notify in writing for each case individually and separately and register fully for ECOMP in order to designate it and inside ECOMP. And after you write, you know, do a written request for that representative, you have to designate each case number that you want them to have ECOMP access to. So during a representative occurs on a our designated representative occurs on case-by-case -case basis, and the designation is starting from the claimant, 
and they will have to designate the representative individually for every case. All right, so um, I think that covers the, the, the stuff that you need to know for entities that are going to be designated by you to be your representative so they can assist you with reviewing and looking at your e-com. This is a common thing that I recommend for people because if your union steward is more, more um, uh, accustomed to using e-comp, they may be able to help assist you and get able to process things faster than you if you're not somebody who's very familiar with e-comp, but they, they do it all the time for other people they represent it with the union. Same thing with lawyers. Uh, may not be the same thing with friends, but that's why I did this podcast is to help you give this to somebody you designate as a friend who or family member who really could help you if you feel like you're not internet savvy or you're not really understanding e-comp and you think they would be better at it. Um, for us old people, we usually say, oh, I need a 14-year-old to kind of help me with understanding how to use electronics online. Anyway, I digress. So prior to confirming the rep, remember the claimant will be required to read and confirm, understand that while a representative is not required, in order to file a preserved claim, they are choosing to have a representative system, and the claimant will be advised that the representative has the authority to view all data and documents in the case file once a designation has been approved and they've registered with ECOM just like you have. Now, lastly, what I want to say here about this, this is not a hard thing to do, but I want you to know that you can do it. It's not just for lawyers. That's why I did the podcast. So if you want to use a friend or family member or somebody else or a union person, there are training videos and help available online. Okay, the help guides are available in eComp on their, their uh, help assistant website. There's step-by-step video instructions on how to assist claimants, representatives, and registering for eComp. New and existing representatives will also find step-by-step instructions on creating and joining entities in eComp. These and other guides can be found by selecting the help menu in the upper right-hand corner of the page. That's at ecomp.dol.gov. And then you have backsplash hash backslash help. Okay, but it's ecomp.dol.gov and you'll see the help menu in the right upper hand corner of the page. Remember, ecomp can be used to submit documents for a particular case file, but it does not provide a communication vehicle with the claims examiner or the district office. You have to contact your claims examiner personally. And if you're having trouble with your caseworker not pulling you back, or they're not accessing the things you're putting to ecom, and you're not being able to get any communication, the the remedy that OWCP provides is the district office. So what I recommend, if you're having problems or breakdowns with any of this, contact your district office. Just do a Google search, internet search for the district office, and it'll tell you in your state where the district offices are located, and it'll have their contact information, address, and phone number. And if you have questions about a specific claim or difficulty with claim process or difficulty with communication with a claims examiner, you can use the district office, but you may also visit DFEC's website for more information. So that is eComp Entity. So I think that about does it for this, this podcast. So I want to thank you all for joining us and thank you for listening. And I want to remind you to share this podcast with other federal workers. And if you think they would benefit from this information, you want to give that to them and let them know the platforms we're located on. We're just now joining YouTube. I do audio podcasts on YouTube now. 
as well as Twitter and about 25 other audio podcast servers. Also, if um, if you're uh, living in the Florida area and you want an approved OWCP medical provider for your DOL OWCP or Longshore case here in Florida, you can find me in Tampa at two different locations and in Jacksonville. To make a consult with me to discuss your case or if you know someone in Florida who's recently injured, you can call the clinic at 813-877-6900. Also, if you're in another state and you want me to assist with you and your claim questions or assist your doctor with claim difficulties or problems, you can always email me at fedcompconsultants at protonmail.com. I get emails all the time, and I do try to answer them pretty promptly. All right, I need to warm this coffee up and get going. As usual, I want to thank all of you who put on that uniform, that badge, deliver that mail, take care of our veterans, and make this government run. This is a big thank you. I do this for free just for you. We could not do this without all the work that all of you out there do, so this is a big thank you from me. And remember, if you're an injured federal worker and you have an injured federal worker claim and you need assistance, I'm here to help. All right, see you next time. I'm going to get my coffee warmed up and keep sending those emails and questions and comments. I especially enjoy hearing from all of you. And uh, this is going to be the last Ecom podcast of the three of this three series. So if you miss the other two, just go back and look for the other Ecom basics and Ecom deep dive. See you later. <laughs>